With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. Uh, my name is Dan Saracini. We are back, uh, in case you forgot who I am. Uh, we are here talking before the expansion draft, uh, before the entry draft, before the NHL award show. And uh, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, uh, did you watch the playoffs this year? I know generally you don't, but did you watch them at all this year? I actually watched them a little bit more just because the Rangers made it to the second round. Because, you know, it's basically, if, if the Islanders are out, the only way I watch is if the Rangers are still in it to, you know, kind of root against them under my blankets. And uh, <laughs> I was scared. Uh, so uh, I'm happy that that ended. And I did actually watch a good bit of the Capitals Penguins Stanley Cup. That wasn't fair that they did that to them um, <laughs> as well. So, uh, yeah. but, but, I mean, yeah, I watched, I didn't watch much of the West Coast, but uh, I miss the Islanders. So. Yeah, I was uh, like a lot of people. I think I was, you know, kind of pulling for Nashville, PK Subban, you know, the city kind of thing. Um, I'm not necessarily sad that they lost. Uh, you know, I, I people were like, "Oh, you said the Penguins won." You know what? 
they put together a two-time Stanley Cup champion and my team did not. So, I mean, there's not much I can really say about it. Uh, if you had asked me if this is the kind of roster that looked like a two-time Stanley Cup champion, being that like I was alive and well and old for the last two-time Stanley Cup champion, the Detroit Red Wings, that were like loaded with half a dozen or more Hall of Famers, I would say no. Uh, you know, I don't know if Brian Rust is going to be, you know, Sergey yeah. Fedorov when it's all said and done. Um, but hey, whatever they did it. Okay, so like I mentioned before, the uh, expansion draft is on Wednesday. It's Monday right now. You're probably listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have gotten the protection list from everybody else. Uh, they got them on Sunday. I got to stop Jordan. calling them Las Vegas Golden Knights, right? Yeah. It's, it's just Vegas. Bold prediction right now, and I said this to my friend, Leafs fan, Suicide Pass, on Twitter. My bold prediction, within five years, they will be the Knights, period. That's it. <laughs> They're going to pull a Mighty Ducks to Ducks, Devil Rays to Rays conversion somehow, and just be like, you know what? We're just the Knights now. Let's just, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, that's my bold prediction. Uh-huh. Five years, just the Knights. Um, anyway. I guess it. I didn't even think about that. I I I just gotta get it's used to leaving the loss off it. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's very weird, but the, the, the name was King. the <laughs> the angel the Angelus Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. I don't know that 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 name was workshopped to death. I guess the Vegas Gold Knights. Anyway, George McPhee is their general manager. He George. has been hard at work, um, literally being Paul Sorvino in Goodfellas. Like he has been sitting around waiting right. for the other heads of the family to give him tribute so that he doesn't, you know, take their guys from them. And just before we came on. This must be the most fun job a general manager has ever had. Right. right? He's walking into something completely new and and there are no rules for it, I feel like. Right. And and nobody's breathing down his neck. Nobody's like calling for his head. His job isn't on the line. Like this is, he's loving this because there's no, there's nothing, he can't do anything wrong. Even if he takes some guys, that might not work out. Yeah, what are you going to do? You know, it's an expansion team. As Jeff Merrick has said on Merrick versus Brzezinski, if and when the Vegas Golden Knights actually lift the Stanley Cup, how many of the guys you think they're going to take on Wednesday are actually going to be on that team? The answer is zero. <laughs> None. <laughs> Billy Smith is the only guy who went from expansion island, inaugural Islander to Stanley Cup Islander, and that was a different era, and he was Billy Smith. So I don't know how many guys are going to – do the same thing but uh but yeah so mcphee is out there taking deals and and trying you know giving guys an opportunity giving general managers an opportunity to not have their players selected and just before we came on arthur staple of newsday broke a big scoop it was a bit of a labored (laughs) birth but uh basically what it boils down to is the islanders apparently have a deal with the golden knights to send them their first round pick which is number 15 overall uh probably not 100%, but seems likely the contract of Mikhail Grabowski, who has been hurt for quite some time. He's working his way back. We hope he does make it back, but so far he has not been back. Uh, And then another player who shall remain nameless at this time. So in exchange for that, George McPhee would not select guys that the Islanders could not protect, namely Brock Nelson, Ryan Strom, Calvin DeHaan, and somebody else. Um that's pretty wild, and that's a lot to digest in like literally the last hour or so. So, what are your thoughts on this whole kind of possible deal that might be in place? I think it's amazing 
that <laughs> after all this time, when people are like, oh, well, this team in Vegas worked because of the, you know, the nature of Las Vegas itself, like, let's not paint it. Las Vegas is there because it is Sin City. Like, that's the reason Las Vegas is a thing. And so now there's a sports team in Las Vegas, and there's all these shady deals going on. And it's <laughs> yeah. before they even play the game. It's yeah, he's, like, he's like Bugsy it's, Siegel. He's like Meyer Lansky, all of yeah, a sudden, George great. McPhee, you know? <laughs> how awesome it is. is that? Like, how, how, how funny is it that, that this is happening in Vegas? Yeah. Right. It's great. It's uh, also kind. Of, it's also kind of funny that this kind of deal would go down between the guys who the teams in Vegas and Brooklyn. If they looped in Chicago, yeah. then they would have all of the the gangster the gangster hotspots. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wonder. I really wonder if because uh, you've heard people uh, on Twitter like say, "Oh, I think that there's a side deal with the Leafs, and there's a side right. deal." With Anaheim. Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. So so I wonder, like you know, because since it's the Islanders and like they they found a way to like something. That you know, be. I mean, I guess it's complicated, but it should. And uh, that's what's getting, you know, the attention right now on uh, in hockey Twitter. And I wonder, like, you know, if that's kind of been great for the other teams, like just sneaking in and doing their own little thing with Vegas as well. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, listen, what? However, this goes down, if 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 the Islanders can come away without losing, you know, a, an important piece for next year, then whatever i mean you got to be happy about it uh so so you know garth just has to do what he has to do to to avoid that situation so and he didn't make things easy on himself i guess you can argue with <laughs> list with his list hmm. where i think adam pellick uh, i used to have a theory about radic martinez that the islanders were and islanders fans were the only people that knew who radic martinez was <laughs> uh, and i think that must be true with adam pellick too you know, right. there's a name that popped up on in front of in the entire hockey world that people are probably like, that is not, yeah. that's not a real person, and now they can't take it. Elliot Friedman was the one that, I guess, tweeted first. I don't know if it's necessarily broken, but he tweeted it first, and I had to read it twice because the, the first, you know, half a dozen names or so were the ones you expected, Tavares, Ladd, Boychuk, Letty, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> how did he get on there? <laughs> Um, it's just, um, yeah. So, you know, Adam Pellick was on the protection list and, you know, my reaction was kind of visceral. Like a lot of other people's like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, why does everything have to be so difficult? Why, why does everything have to be such a production and have to like be just out there? And it's like, come on, can't we just, even if, and so before I get ahead of myself, like some people in the comments brought up like, well, if there are these side deals, and this was before we knew about you know, what we knew today about um, these side deals, you know, if there's a side deal in place for, for them to not take some guys, then the last spot is really kind of negligible. And it's not really, you know, whoever, whoever you use for it, it's really not a big deal. And I understand that that makes sense. But then like, why not use it to pick on somebody who's not Adam Pellick, who people would know, like, you know, if they, if they had a spot to throw away and they used it on say Josh Bailey, you know, Islanders fans would have been pissed off, but I don't think anybody outside of fans would have even noticed. Like they would have been like, "Oh, well, it's Islanders Josh Bailey is." You know, they barely know who Josh Bailey even is. They definitely don't know who Adam Pellick is, and so yeah. that was like a huge thing. But you know, if these deals come to pass, as you know, we've learned today, then they probably will. Um, yeah, that last spot really doesn't really matter, and I guess it's good for Adam Pellick can hang out at the cool, the cool kids table and be like, "Hey, I'm protected. I'm with Johnny T. I'm with Johnny Boychuk," you know. But it's uh, you know, the reality is that it could have been really anybody. Um, 
Two things, though, and I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy or anything, but um, I think the deal is a good one, too. And I think if you're Garth Snow, you, you have guys you want to keep. And, and this is a win now team. Like they're not that's not to say that they don't have, you know, they can't have prospects and stuff, but they need to win games now. And last year was a disaster. They went the playoffs by one point And, you know, that's a problem for a team that nobody's really that young. Um they need to, you know, prove to their captain that they're going to win. So the two things that stick out of me that are not negative, but you got to kind of like be concerned about a little bit. One is uh, they are using a first round pick and that's not nothing like that's number 15 overall. We have totally forgotten about that pick because it was, you know, a lottery pick that had literally no chance of winning the lottery. <laughs> it's smack in the middle of the first round. Again, they missed the playoffs, so who cares? Um, and this isn't really like considered to be a big time draft. Like, there's not a lot of. There's a couple of guys at the top end who are probably gonna be pretty good, and everybody else is sort of a project. Um, so we've all kind of forgotten about it. But that's not an insignificant price to pay as a first round pick. And I kind of don't know how I feel about losing it, but at the same time, you're keeping Dehan and Strom and and Nelson. And then that brings me to my second thing, which is like, okay, if you're keeping those guys. Those guys contributed to a team that missed the playoffs by a point last season. <laughs> so how good are they? You know how really? And I like them. I mean, I like all these guys. Calvin DeHaan was actually on radio today. Uh, I guess he was playing a golf tournament. <laughs> and I wish he did more interviews, man, because he seems like a really funny guy. And I like how he plays. And you know, we've talked about Strom before, and we think that he still has a future and and that kind of thing. But you know, at the same time, like you want the team to grow and you want the team to get better and. Unless there is some other deals, which, again, Staple also alluded to beyond the expansion draft deals, um, you know, those guys are have formed a pretty good nucleus for a pretty good team. We want the team to get better. So how do we get better using those guys as a basis? And that's, I guess, a story for another time. Yeah, and I, 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 that's the, the thing that concerns me more than anything about the, uh, the 15th overall pick is that, uh, that, like you said, that has value to it. So if they were... You know, hot after Galchenyuk or Everly or right. Duchesne or whoever, that that's yeah. a big that'd be a big part of the package, you'd assume. Right. Uh, so that 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 was the first thing that, that crossed my mind, and uh, then I started to think, you know, maybe Snow put Pelic on the list to drive up his trade value a little bit if, if he's involved. But then I told myself I'm crazy, so that's not. I'm <laughs> sure that's not the case. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, that this is shaping up to probably be a big. Uh, a big week for the Islanders and, and the, the, the fact that they're making all these like maneuvering weird maneuvers kind of makes me think that, that they're um, kind of like getting ready to recoil like and strike uh, with, with something. And that's mm-hmm. the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. Uh, and uh, right. I, just, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, but I don't know if, if, if I feel like we say this every year that, you know, snow's going <laughs> to do something big at the draft and then you, <laughs> He walks away with he just uses he walks up to the podium he says Kiefer Bellows and he walks back down and that's not a, that's not a slight to Kiefer Bellows I'm sure he's gonna be a nice player and all but like I didn't expect that to happen last year I was totally prepared yeah. for a blockbuster deal and it just never materialized um, yeah you know and I, I to get back to you know a second deal that seems to be kind of also in the running which would make sense but then you get into the Oh God! I hope they don't trade somebody else that I like, <laughs> like yeah. Ryan Pollock, who has been protected, which is good. I guess it shows that he, I mean they were going to protect him anyway, but like I guess they could have traded him. Uh, Staple had written a few weeks ago that he the organization is still high on him, which is good. I really, really, really highly doubt they would trade Matthew Barzell. Knock on wood. Um, 
I'm literally knocking on wood right now because he's just just too talented. I mean, the guy is just, you know, even with that wipeout at the Memorial Cup, I mean, the dude has just got oodles of talent. You could see it, and he was just ridiculous when he went back to to junior and showed that he's clearly ready for, uh, you know, uh, the graduation to the next level. Um, we saw Josh Hosang play last year, which was nice, and and he's got some skills too. Hopefully, he can stick around. Um, his daily musings on Twitter are great. If you're not already following him, he has these sort of philosophical sayings. I don't know what's gotten into him. If he's like found philosophy or Zen or Jesus or whatever, but like he's, you know, got these little sayings. They're great. I want to put all of them on bumper stickers and, and read them all. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it seems like this is going to be a big week and then you think, all right, big week. And then you think, Oh God, big week. What does that mean? What does this mean? You know, somebody's going to, somebody's going to be disappointed. I guarantee you somebody is going to be is going to be unhappy about something because that's just how it is. But uh, hopefully at the end of it, you know, the Islanders are a better team for next season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I am nervous, too. Like, but it's at least it's better than, you know, being the St. Louis Blues and really having nothing going on, I guess. And, you know, have, <laughs> you know, a nice little ho-hum week with the draft and whatnot. Right. But uh, so, you know, when people always say, oh, it's never a dull moment with the Islanders, I always, you know, that's a double-edged sword, but I think yeah, I don't. I, I, I'd always take the craziness over the uh, <laughs> kind of kind of boring stability of right. a team that still isn't winning Stanley Cups again. <laughs> well, that's what's really <laughs> funny too is that you know the Islanders got some attention for for uh, protecting Pollock on Sunday, but there was a lot of other weird stuff going on too. I don't know if you read uh, the the Red Wings have exposed Peter Morazic, who was, yeah, that was essentially their starting goalie. Yeah, it was really weird. And then a story came out that he had some like attitude issues. Like they were, yeah. they were upset that he was kind. Of, he's kind of like a cocky dude. And it's like, well, he was your starting goalie. Like, why wouldn't you <laughs> assume he's going to be a cocky dude? Um, so you know, there's no guarantee he gets taken. But as some people have said too, like if you're Vegas, why wouldn't you take like four goalies and then trade one of the, trade or two of them? You know, well, that's I mean, that's the, that's what happened in the the uh, the 2000 expansion draft. You ready for this? Hmm. First, first pick was Rick Tabaracci, goalie from Colorado. <laughs> Second, wow, over, yeah, yeah, I remember there were two two teams here: it was Columbus and Minnesota. Right. And then Minnesota picked so they, so then Minnesota took Jamie McLennan. Hmm. Then, then they took Mike Vernon, hmm. and then and then Columbus took Frederick Shabbat, who's another goalie. Right. Then they took Joyen Rollison. <laughs> and then the Wild, uh, their third or their, their yeah their third pick, hmm. took Chris Terreri. Hmm. And then, and then finally, Sean O'Donnell went, and then, and then here's the, the crown jewel of the first ten picks: and former Islander, Matthias right. Tamander. Tamander. Oh God! Yeah. What? So uh, uh, people, people are going into the thinking like, "Oh, Vegas is going to be good. Vegas is going to be, you know, they're going to do it." In ten years from now, when Quebec City's doing their expansion draft, we'll look <laughs> at the list. We'll look at the list and be like, "Wow, you know, they took Scott Wedgwood." <laughs> um. Yeah, that that's pretty. Ah, man, first of all, what, how how old was Mike Vernon in two thousand? He's been forty years old. <laughs> I, I don't, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, I was looking at them. I was gonna write a thing about Glenn Healy and his odyssey from Islanders to Rangers. I don't know if you remember this, but it was the ninety three expansion draft. He was left exposed by the Islanders by Don Maloney for whatever dumb reason. Um, I guess they had Hextall at the time. So they, they left him. I, I don't remember why he was exposed, but um, basically he was picked up by Anaheim in the expansion draft. Then they had a second round 
uh, wherein the teams that had been the expected teams that had been added more recently, so Tampa Bay and Ottawa, and then San Jose, who had been added like two years before, got to pick people from the brand new expansion teams. Got to, they got to pick people from the Ducks and and Panthers. I'm not making this up. So the the Lightning selected Glenn Healy. Then they traded him to the Rangers for like a third round pick or something, and then he signed with with the Rangers. And that's how we, and then he ended up winning Stanley Cup <laughs> that year. Just, yeah, that's an insane kind of thing. And that's the kind of weirdness. That's why, like, none of these, the expand, like you said, I mean, 10 years from now, we're going to look at this expansion draft and go, dude, what were they thinking? Are they crazy? Because the rules are different, the players are different, and you know, a lot of these guys get to shake out. And here we are saying, oh, man, they're going to be good. They're going to get James Neal. And then, you know, they're going to, James Neal's going to, you know, Go back yeah. and scoring ten goals a game, ten goals a year, and it's like oh, be like Jason Allison at the end of his career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the guy, the guy like I wanted, I wanted the Islanders to sign Jason Allison because he was always available, and then right. even though he's terrible, yeah. Uh, but, but Jason I, Allison I, always goes to me with the phrase "skating in cement." I always remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, the, 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 there's one player I want Vegas, and I'm rooting for Vegas to pick more than any player, and he has nothing to do. He's not on the Islanders. I guess he had something to do with them. It's, it's Michael Grabner. That way, was, he's not at the Rangers anymore. I was gonna say I know exactly who you're talking about, and yeah, I could see that. Uh, that would be pretty cool, and I wonder if he would bring a bit of excitement. The bad news about that is it would open up some cap space for the Rangers, which kind of sucks. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, he would be good there. Um, you know, I think we're gonna see Mark Andre Fleury play for there. It seems like the kind of the writing is kind of on the wall, and you know, it's it's funny. Like I've. I've been as, you know, none of us really like Flurry because he's been with the Penguins for so long and he's been a bit of a nemesis. But it's funny how guys, you know, your your perception of them changes as their careers go on. Marc-Andre Fleury is apparently the nicest man on earth. There isn't a single person connected with the Penguins that doesn't love this guy, uh, including Matt Murray, whose job he has stolen three, four, five times in the last two years. Uh, and, you know, basically pushed him aside to, you know, lead the Penguins to two Stanley Cups. And, uh, you know, he's like even this week, like he's donating to hospitals in Pittsburgh because that's just what he does. And meanwhile, he's like literally 48 hours from probably becoming the starting goalie for an expansion team just so he can, you know, they can get any. He, he like waived his no movement clause so the Penguins could expose him. And, you know, like I, I kind of want to see him go there just because it seems like he would be good. And maybe he's got a personality and they could kind of like you know, market him and stuff. Um, Grabner would be good. Uh, that would be kind of interesting. I, I mean, I don't even know who else is going to end up there, but you know, on first glance, you're like, yeah, maybe these guys are going to be pretty good. But then when you kind of put them all together, you're just like, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. But then again, they're in a division with the, like the coyotes and, and the, uh, the Kings and teams that also aren't very good. So, you know, if they finish ahead of Phoenix of Arizona, I guess that's probably a good season, but who the hell knows where, where they end up. Yeah, I think the, the, the Coyotes list yesterday and the, I guess the Devils list too. That, those are the two that stuck out to me that as I was kind of parsing through them, I was like, I don't yeah. really don't know. This is a tough decision because right. the Canucks too. That's another, yeah. that's a, that was a popular one. Like, who the hell are you even going to take off of this roster? Who do you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, right. And I think, I think, I think you're spot on with Flurry though. I think Flurry ends up going there. I think it would be pretty funny if they took, if they, they just went Flurry, Luongo, whatever. Because like, imagine, imagine <laughs> they had, both those guys and and Luongo especially can just be like, all right, like mm. who wants to, who wants to give us something big for a big piece for a great goalie mm. uh, and, a, and a and a very marketable star. 
So, yeah, that's another think, thing too. Is, no, what were you gonna say? I was just say I have no idea. Like who, like who knows what they're thinking? Like it, it must right. be so much fun concocting these sinister <laughs> Right. Uh, I was gonna say that you bring up you bring up a good point though. Is like even if they take somebody now, who's to say they're still there in March? Like when the trade deadline rolls around, and you know, even like a flurry who's got kind of a big contract. You know, if you're a, if you're a team that needs a goalie for the playoffs, you know, maybe you throw, you know, you talk to George McPhee and see if you can get a, you know, Mark Andre Fleury out of him. So there's going to be a lot in the air. And then, oh yeah, I mean, this is just this week. I don't, I don't know how the NHL comes up with these ideas. So you've got the expansion draft and the NHL award show on the same the same night, the same show. Is, is, is Jay Moore hosting both of them? <laughs> it's actually it's Pittsburgh native and actor uh, star of Magic Mike and uh, a few other things Joe Manganiello who has even though he's a Penguins fan seems like a cool guy there are two acceptable pe- celebrity Penguins fans Joe Manganiello and Michael Keaton that is it I'm actually looking at my my Hot Toys 116 scale Michael Keaton as Batman action figure right now that cost me a lot of money at last year's Comic-Con, but it is a crown jewel of my collection here because I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan, especially as Batman. Um, so, well, maybe they'll get Michael Keaton one year. But, uh, yeah, so the, the they're going to announce the expansion team during the award show, which is like really <laughs> – only the NHL could come up with this. Right. Um, speaking of awards, by the way, I know Islanders fans are like, well, who cares? Um this year, though, Travis Hamanick is up for the NHL Foundation Award for Community Service, uh, and I think he's probably going to win it because it's either him or or Wayne, Sims, Wayne Simmons of, Flor- of uh, the Flyers, and I think Travis has probably the inside track. Uh, oh. So watch it. What were you going to say? Yeah, that'd be good. And yeah, I, I'm worried that I'm not. I'm not worried that Travis won't be on the team, but it it it, it will suck if uh, the Islanders do like like seeing Travis Hamanick hip check. John Tavares would, mm. would kill me inside. Yeah, uh, uh, that would just, suck. Uh, I we love him. Uh, you know, I get his numbers have not been quite where you would like them to be uh, over the last year, um, but he, you know, you, it, you'd be hard pressed to find a more likable guy anywhere uh, than Travis Hamanick. That being said, if they are going to lose him. I kind of would like it to happen after he gets that award. <laughs> It'd be a little less awkward. I thought he was going to yeah. get like get exposed in the expansion draft, and he's like going to accept this award, and then five minutes later find out he's on oh, friggin' God. Vegas team. That would have been pretty embarrassing. I mean, in a it happens, it works out that way. We're going to do, but like that would really kind of stink, especially for like that award because you know it's not like the our Ross Trophy where you're like you know a guy who's not going to be done. Doing that way, so that's Wednesday. That's a pretty packed day. McPhee's going to have the team done, he said, by tomorrow evening. So you might want to keep an eye out for leaks too. So Wednesday is the award show and expansion announcement. Thursday they're announcing the schedules, which is always a problem because people like to complain about who's flying where and who's got you know the Islanders were on the road for a month and a half last year and (laughs) it was just a nightmare. then on Friday, oh yeah, by the way, is the, is the entry draft. We forgot about these kids. We got to draft these kids. When does the uh, trade freeze get lifted? That would be Thursday morning, I believe. Okay. I think it's like 10 o'clock Thursday morning. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a trade freeze going on right now. Um, it's supposed to be a roster freeze, but Bob McKenzie announced that the Lightning had re-signed Peter Budai this afternoon and people were like uh you're really not supposed to do that and then he was like oh yeah there's they're agreed in principle 
to <laughs> an extension, but they haven't signed it yet. Like, okay, Peter Bob, Budai's sure. always causing trouble. <laughs> right. He'll, he'll go trade it again, I'm sure, at some point, probably <laughs> by the Lightning. Um, so then, yeah, Friday is the entry draft, and then Saturday is – Friday is round one, and then Saturday is, is round two. And uh, so that's the 21st, and then free agency starts – not the next week, but the week after, which would be July 1st, which is, is a Saturday. So you don't need to take off work like I do for that day. You can just sit at home in the heat and uh, watch Sportsnet guys talk about the Leafs for five hours <laughs> while nobody signs anywhere. Yeah, Hopefully, they got that yeah. weird thing now where you can negotiate deals before, those couple of days before. Right, right. Otherwise known as the Andrew Ladd right. uh, window. <laughs> let's, let's, let's show let's show them Uniondale. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm I'm glad we brought this up. So, this is another pet peeve of mine. So, Dahan, like I said, was on uh, TSN radio today. And, you know, they talked about how he was exposed in the expansion draft. And I feel bad for him because, like, well, what is he supposed to say? The hell with these guys. I want to go. Uh, he had nothing but good things to say about the Islanders, loves the organization, loves playing in New York, blah, 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 all that stuff. But then they asked him, so what's it like? What's been the adjustment like to play in Brooklyn and live on Long Island? And I literally wanted to reach into my computer at work and strangle somebody because I'm so sick to death of hearing this question that nobody ever gets asked other than Islanders. They're the only ones that ever get asked this. Nobody ever asks a Rangers. So what's it like playing in Manhattan and practicing in friggin' Greenberg, New York in Westchester? I mean, th- have you ever been to from Westchester to Manhattan? That's like a forty-minute, the forty-mile ride. It takes like two hours sometimes. Like, are you out of your mind? The ride from Brooklyn to to Long Island is a piece of cake, especially at night after the games. They take a car service. Yeah, uh, you know the Kings. Dom chimed in with a bunch before the Kings play in L.A. downtown L.A. And they practice in El Segundo. The Blues practice someplace and play someplace else. Like it's a little bit crazy, but only the Islanders ever get asked these questions, and it drives me nuts. I yeah, it's a, it's 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 a, it's really really funny to to see it happen, uh, and it's great because it's going to keep happening. And and when they trade for uh, Jordan Eberle, they'll ask him about it. Are you concerned? <laughs> Are you concerned about having, having to do that? Do you, do you know Do you know the Long Island Railroad is being you know they're they're re, they're rejigging the schedule because of Amtrak yeah. and stuff. Here, here are some clippings. I, I want you to now. Now, Andrew Cuomo is the governor of New York, okay? And these are this is what he said about Penn Station. But, but, yes, but that it only ever applies to Islanders, and it drives me crazy. And these guys, like, you know, I, I said this in the our Tavares Encyclopedia when Craig Button said something that drove me crazy. I get it. Like these guys are focused on the Leafs. They're focused on the Canadian teams. They they aren't focused on the Islanders. They don't know the ins and outs and what's going on with other stuff. And I totally understand it. That's what local guys like Arthur Stapler are for. Like they understand then you know, they have the finger on the pulse of the of the fan base in a way that a big national guy or a Canadian guy wouldn't know. And I get that. But man, you keep asking the same question and they keep giving you the same answer. Well, you know, it's not a big deal. Like we it's just part of our routine. We you know, Dahan said we shifted things around a little bit and we made it work like it's not a big deal but like these guys make it sound like they're trudging through you know a world war one trench just to get to work <laughs> to play a game in brooklyn's guys it's not a huge deal i mean dahan said it's a bigger deal for fans especially out those out on eastern long island to get to brooklyn it's a long haul and you know we understand that and you know we just we ask them to to do it for us and we appreciate it but like from ours from where we're concerned it's you know it's just part of our job we can do it um he didn't say anything about Belmont or anything, but it's just it drives me crazy. The other thing that drives me crazy, and 
just to get back to Garth Snow. And he's taken a lot of hits over the last few days about the Pelic thing, about just I, I mean, I wrote myself a thing about all the you know, the missed opportunities and, and the uh, self-inflicted wounds that probably should have cost him his job. I'm as guilty as anybody. And I hate to, you know, be the one that stirs the pot and all this stuff. But one thing that drives me crazy is when people say stuff like, how does this guy still have a job? We already know the answer to that question. He has a job because the owner hasn't fired him. <laughs> that's a why. That's why any of these guys still have their jobs. That's what Mike, you, your boys, Mike and the Mad Dog, very famously asked Mike Milbury one time, Mike, why do you still have a job with this team? And the answer is the owner didn't fire him. Like who was going to fire Mike Milbury during his ten years? The owner who was a con man, the owner who was an, who was an absentee <laughs> owner, the owner who was only in it for the real estate, or the owner that didn't know what he was doing. Like which one of those guys was going to fire Mike Milbury? Turns out to be the last guy five years after he worked with Mike Milbury. And said, All right, you know what? <laughs> let's and he let's didn't do something really else. Fire him. He, he promoted him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. See, I totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, you're right. He promoted him, and then Mike eventually said, "You know what? I'm out of here." Yeah. So like. That's why, the, you know, when the answer is, why does this guy still have a job? The owner hasn't fired him yet. Either the owner likes him and just wants to keep working with him. Maybe the owner, you know, is stuck with him for whatever reason. Again, we've heard rumors about Garth's contract. Maybe that's it. Who knows? Um, yeah, maybe the owner just wants to give the guy another year. Like, I don't know. But the only person who can fire the general manager is the owner. So don't ask me why Garth Snow hasn't been fired yet. Ask John Ledecky. <laughs> He's especially, the guy to ask. You know what? Oh, like, if, if you're an Islander fan, it's like an egregious question to ask. Sometimes yeah. when like my friends from out of the area would be like, you know, can you explain this to me? I'll say to them, yeah, uh, just sit down and don't plan on leaving for about three hours. Because I'll, <laughs> I'll have to. It, it doesn't start now. Like, it's not a cut and dry thing. It'll take a while. Uh, so if you have right. three hours to, to try to listen to, to why Garth Snow is the Islanders GM and how he still is the GM, uh, right. we can go through it. And I'm glad to, to the, the more people that know, the better. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, it's, you're not going to get an answer, a surface level answer on it. And right. the thing that's yeah. too about Snow is, is that he's obviously, he, he knows that he was, he's kind of on the hot seat or should be in theory. I'm sure that maybe, you know, he, he knows better than anyone. He's safe, but, the dude just doesn't, and, and like it, the way he held, holds himself accountable is simple. He just goes, "If there's ever an opportunity to make our team better, <laughs> we're going to do it." Yeah. Like, that's all he says. It must, it must drive Staple nuts, like when he's interviewing yeah. him. Yeah, um, Elliot Friedman had a thing, and and I feel like he was speaking directly to us or to Islanders fans when uh, he he was talking about the Islanders and some you know whatever Vegas or free agency stuff and he was like just it sounded apparently unprompted was just like you know i just gotta say i like dealing with garth snow a lot he's like he's always honest he always tells me he's always straightforward with me he never lies so i always have time for garth snow and it's sort of funny that you know i guess he's honest with those guys and is forthcoming with them but to us yeah he never says anything like he's always he you know that's why again we kind of assumed that he was going to trade last year's first round pick and he didn't and you know, so when he says we're looking at an opportunity to make our team better, he's not lying. <laughs> His team, I guess, got better in the future by drafting somebody like uh, you know Kiefer Bellows. But it's you know he he always says these sort of vanilla, totally non-answers. Uh, even when like you know you hear he's going to be on a radio interview, you know what he's going to say. He's never going to say anything. But that being right. said, you can tell under the surface that he wants to say something funny. He wants to be like you know, tell jokes, but he doesn't because he doesn't want to get himself in trouble, I guess, which he ends up getting in it anyway, but it's a whole other thing. So I always find it funny. 
Uh, yeah. So, did we miss anything? Did we cover everything? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just kind of blacked out for the past past hour. <laughs> it's 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 um yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I think I think one thing just to touch on quick is that mm. even if the Islanders do give up, as we, we were saying this before, if the Islanders do give up that first round pick, mm. don't count Garcon out on getting back into the first round. That's like his oh. his like mo. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, we, we talked about that coming on, and I I totally agree with you 100%. We've seen that before, and I could totally see him giving the Penguins like a third-round pick or you know a second and a third next year or something for the 30th overall pick and just like you know taking somebody that they like. And that, that would totally be a snow thing. That's how he got Anthony Beauvillier. That's how he got Josh Hosang. Trading back into the first round, trading a pick here, a pick there. Whatever, so I could totally see that. That's 100. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, that's I could totally see that happening too. And, so. and just one more thing too, just because you brought his name up, Beauvillier. Mm-hmm. People keep saying Barzal, like you know, we can't give up Barzal. I wonder if, if that's kind of the, the uh, organization's attitude with him too, with Beauvillier, or if he mm-hmm. can be had or t- traded uh, in for for an upgrade. Uh, if if if, since they're going to lose a first-round pick if they don't get another one back and they need to put one in a package. I wonder if Beauvillier is kind of who they put in instead of that first-round yeah. pick. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I guess it depends on his, his standing around the league. Um, you know, we saw some good things from him on that first year. Um, the fancy stats weren't that great, but, you know, for a 19-year-old, you kind of like, <laughs> I don't know how much how much stock you put in. Unless the, the 19-year-old is Connor McDavid, I don't know how much stock you really put into it. Um, but it depends on what he wants. Now, obviously, the big elephant in the room, the, the big uh, blue, blanc, e rouge elephant in the room <laughs> would be the Montreal Canadiens, who are, right. we assume would want every French-Canadian player in the league. They just acquired Jonathan Drouin. Um, so, I mean, I could see them. That's something, that's something you know. that people haven't said about Travis Hamannick is he's fluent in French. His, ah. his, his town in Manitoba is a, uh, French speaking, you know, St. Malo. Yeah. yeah. They, they ah. speak French there. Very interesting. That is very, very interesting. And, uh, apparently Alex Galchenyuk was brought up in conversations between, uh, uh, former teammates, Garth Snow and uh, Mark Bergevin, right? Were they teammates on the Penguins? I think so. Anyway, they might not have. They, they definitely played against each other, but they might have played with each other. Both guys played for 100 teams, so it's possible they crossed paths at some point. But anyway, um, see, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that. So yeah. Travis is a great guy. He speaks French. Good. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, but that that's a good point. I mean, Garth Snow is a guy who went into a first round with no picks and came out with two, which is still <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> and one of them was Matthew Barzell, which yeah, is right? still, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty funny. I just and, By the way, Griffin Reinhardt uh, left unprotected by the Oilers, so he could probably get taken by the Vegas Golden Knights, which would be kind of interesting. And, yeah, I mean, Barzell again. Assumes, we assume he has a bright future with the Islanders. We hope he does because we want to see him play that way. But, uh, you know, that, that just, trade just never like ceases to things, man. That's just what, what it is about Snow that just drives me nuts. <laughs> He's capable of, like, magic. Right. But then he just drives you bananas the other 90% of the time. And it's just like, oh, God, why can't it just be normal? Just be normal, please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, so we'll we'll see. You know, we we shall see. Um, so yeah, hopefully the the shelf life on this podcast isn't you know by the time I turn this off. I'm not on Twitter right now, so I don't even know what's going on while we've been talking for this hour. Uh, but uh, we'll have to see how it works out, and uh, hopefully everybody can listen to it for a day or two <laughs> before it completely gets obliterated and everything we said 
totally yeah. gets turned upside down. Um, so, uh, what do you got going on? Uh, how has the, uh, the Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30 aired yet, or is that coming up soon? It actually airs, uh, July 13th, but we, uh, my buddy Ron and I were invited to the premiere by Mike. Oh. So we got to see, we got an advanced screening of it. Uh, nice. Yeah. It was, you know what? It's, it's, it's good in a, in a very, uh, how do I say it? I want to say like in a Sopranos way where like you, if you're from New York or this area, like you'll, right. you'll appreciate it that, that much more. So it's already yeah. good. But if you're from mm-hmm. this area, like it really does such a good job of, of having like this New York style to it. Uh, that's cool. Kind of woven throughout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you that's feel cool. like you should be sitting there like having like a hot dog with mustard on it and like <laughs> while you're watching or like, but yeah. Yeah, that's the way I felt about I felt about um, the Big Shot one was that you know I, I thought it was okay you know if you weren't an Islanders if you're an Islanders fan well Charles like, Barkley loved it that was my favorite yeah, part yeah. so there you go Charles Barkley like, yeah I mean Charles this guy has got good taste but like if you were an Islanders fan that was like catnip like you couldn't get enough you know because it was like oh my god this is like my entire life I'm in a two hour movie right now this is crazy you know but uh, that's cool are you guys interviewed in the movie at all or I was wondering about that. Yeah, we were interviewed for it a bunch. Like, uh, but that's cool. Yeah, I think we're uh, the uh, the final cut is in. I'm in it a little bit, very, very, very quickly. And <laughs> but, uh, Are you wearing an Islander shirt? When, uh, when no, well, that was the thing when uh, I when they when they said they were doing the interviews, we it, we met like uh, on a street corner, probably where Francesca Khan was because they did a break before. And I told the the. The ESPN guy uh, Dan Four, who is a great guy, and he did a good job directing it. And mm. just uh, he also did the Spirits of St. Louis Thirty for Thirty, which was really oh, good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Uh, mm. So I just wanted to plug him there. And but he, I told him that I'm not going to do the interview unless I could wear my John. I have this like really obnoxious John Tavares graphic T-shirt. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do the interview if, if I can't wear it. And he told me that he called my bluff. Um, I had to wear a Francesa con shirt. And then uh, I said, all right, but I'm wearing an Islanders hat then. And he said, all right, deal. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. But, yeah. But oh I'm my gosh. But I'm better used to it really, you know, weren't in the movie. So the Islanders, ah, the Islanders didn't get their play. Well, I mean, it is a movie about Mike and the Mad Dog, so I wouldn't expect <laughs> right, miracles right. to happen. I mean, the guys were on, the guys were together for what, 25 years and they probably spent 20 minutes talking about the Islanders the uh, entire time. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that much, but uh, no, that's awesome. So that's July 13th. I believe so. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so everybody it's the next, be on the next thirty for thirty. Okay, yeah, because they got the um, the Lakers versus Celtics one running right now, which is really good, by the way. I watched the first two parts. No, I watched the first part. I haven't watched the second and third yet. It's five yeah, hours about. I haven't watched Lakers. it yet. Yeah, no, it's it's really good, and it's it's co-narrated by Ice Cube for the Lakers side and Donnie Wahlberg for the Celtics side, and they got everybody talking. It's really cool to see like everybody kind of talking and laughing and stuff, and especially those old Lakers guys are all still alive. And the only guy who wasn't interviewed was Elgin Baylor, who I think is a bit of a, a recluse. But they got West, and they got um, Magic, obviously, and they got uh, all, all these other. Who, who was the other guy? Uh, all, all these other James Worthy and uh, Jamal Wilkes and all these guys. It was, it was actually really neat. It's amazing <laughs> anyway. the stuff that ESPN can do. Hmm. And then you you watch like their daily program. I mean, I, I rarely watch ESPN. It, it, right. That's like what something you hear everybody say, like, "Oh, I don't watch ESPN anymore." Mm-hmm. But when they put out stuff like that, like the the, the Celtics Lakers one, and, or any mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them, that you're like, just do more of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are really, really good. The uh, 
There was another one that was recent that was really good recently. Oh, they had the whole OJ thing, which I think won a bunch of Emmys, which is yeah. really the impressive. Coach, I didn't watch the Coach Calipari one yet. Yeah. Uh, That's the other but, thing too. Is he, but I mean, there's some be... that I, I that I would think like I would you know could give you know a rat's ass mm-hmm. about like like the Spirits of St. Louis one. Like I don't really watch basketball or know anything about it, but it was good. And same goes mm-hmm. for the uh, there was another one that I watched. Oh, like the the Boston College one, like where they were shaving points and stuff. Like that was a great one. Mm. that's cool yeah no they're, they're, they're all really good and you know they have them on like DVD and I know they're on iTunes and stuff too so but they're on TV all the time so I go well my wife came home and she's like what are you watching I'm like it's just 30 for 30 on the Lakers versus Celtics and like the, you know how many times they lost in the finals she was like you don't you know you know I can't believe you're watching because I don't watch basketball either and I'm like oh but this is like you know this is all really interesting stuff they, they lost them six times in a 10 year span in the finals the Lakers did that's amazing that's anyway wild. Uh, so uh so July 13th everybody keep an eye out for that watch it it's Mike and the Mad Dog I mean you know you're going to watch it but with the added extra bonus of having our friend Mike in there so you can check that out that'd be pretty cool um tell everybody your Twitter handle again in case they forgot it I'm sure they didn't but just in case the uh, the Big Lebowski tweet the Big Lebowski, two E's. I am still at Culture of Losing. You can still read me there. Uh, I have some uh, cartoons from the uh, NHL Brian Trottier uh, Stanley Cup story up there now. <laughs> uh, so you can look at those. They're fun. They make me laugh. I, and, oh, yeah. Uh, just one more. That, that Mike Bossy thing in the Players' Tribune. Oh, yeah, yeah. just want to say, like, that was I, – I rarely read those. I'm so sick of the letter to myself when I was a teenager. Stick <laughs> <laughs> that they do, but that was great. Uh, yeah, no, it was that was really really good, and he's a really thoughtful, intelligent dude. And uh, the stories about him like smoking and drinking coffee in between periods is pretty legendary at this point. So yeah. it was funny to see him acknowledge that. <laughs> it's great. Um, can you can you imagine if that like you find out to you know t- ten years from now that or you know, thirty years from now John Tavares is like doing that? Yeah, no, I couldn't. Him, no. Other guys, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Like Tavares, no. Like if you told me that you know uh, Jason Chimera was smoking in the in the locker room, between, I would believe it. Uh, hope, not that he's unfit, hope, certainly he isn't. But that we hope we hope Garcino consulted Tavares uh, for before doing any of this stuff. Yeah, well, according to Staples' story, we didn't even talk about that. Um, you know, Tavares is is leaning towards staying, and you know he's liking the way the things are going right now, and he's willing to wait to sign a contract and. If that's the case, I get why, because, you know, what's the rush? I'm going to sign anyway. John, if you're listening, please, I know you're not. Do it. Just do <laughs> it. I'm going to yeah, stand outside your, your house and say anything <laughs> like a boombox on my shoulder. Yeah. So you do it. Yeah, dude, I get, I, think I get I mean, if you want to sign, that's awesome. Just sign the damn thing, please. Yeah. Don't don't torture us like this. Just get it over with, please. I God beg of you. Kill <laughs> Yeah, don't do this. Don't, don't, don't wait. Even if you want to wait, yeah, no problem. We'll take care of it next year. No, sign it now. <laughs> Whatever, just sign it now. All right, please. We're all begging. Okay, uh, so that's it. Uh, everybody enjoy the expansion draft, the NHL awards, the schedule announcement for what it's worth. It's actually on NHL Network at three o'clock on a Thursday. If you if you have access to NHL Network at three o'clock on a Thursday, yeah, I, I don't know. EJ Raddick and but I wonder what like how they'll they'll you know blow that up out of proportion. They'll be like, and the first game for the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights will come again. Yeah, right. they gotta have Bill Daly there with like the cards, the gold cards. And <laughs> <Yeah. football. laughs> uh, so that's that. That's on Thursday, and then yeah, Friday's the expense. What's that? Where the Islanders gonna send to the? <laughs> they'll send um. I don't know. 
they'll, they should send uh, Sparky the Dragon or uh, Chris King. They could send him. Uh, he's going to be all in all those games anyway. Uh, and then uh, the entry draft is on Friday, so that'll be fun. <laughs> maybe maybe the Islanders pick. Maybe they don't. Maybe they trade it. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be pretty wild. So gear up for it and you know sit in the AC and, and enjoy. All right. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back. I have no idea when, but uh, we appreciate you waiting and listening. And I will talk to you later. I just lost Mike on Skype, so I guess that's it. All right. Bye-bye.